Um, I want us to thank God for the giving. Father, we are very thankful for the opportunity to participate in matters of your kingdom. Thank you for those who have given uh, online uh, using the platform provided. Thank you for those that have given a physical uh, money. Thank you for uh, the people uh, following this program from uh, across the country and around the world. I pray that there are things that come out of these services that bring positive change in the lives of people. We give you thanks, O oh God, for the, all those lead people, leaders you have raised in this place to make a difference uh, in Mata's kingdom. We thank you for the opportunities you continue to give us be glorified, we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, this is Psalm number four. Psalm number four on overcoming spiritual lethargy. By now, I'm sure you know what that is uh, in, uh, in terms of um, our conversations, spiritual lethargy. And that is what we are trusting God that we shall be able to overcome so that we can be able to fulfill what God has called us to do. Uh, last two Sundays, I focused on uh, a call not to be thoughtful in business. Uh, according to that passage of Romans chapter 12, verse 11, uh, for, for today and next week, I'll focus on the call to be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. And uh, then uh, we will carry on as the Lord continues to lead us uh, in the final outline of call to serve the Lord. So today we move to the second character quality of Romans 12, 11, fervent in spirit. One of the questions to answer is what does it mean to be fervent? Uh, and this, this, this is just a, if you went to the dictionary and wanted to know what does fervent means, uh, to be fervent means to have passionate intensity in fulfilling a calling. Yeah, to be fervent Passionate intensity in fulfilling a calling. Now, the opposite of this, which is a result of spiritual energy, is a casual attitude towards the matters of the kingdom of God. And that is something I encourage each one of us to purpose to overcome. I like what the scripture says, that draw near to me and I will draw near to you. In other words, God will be as near to you as you have chosen. Because he's inviting you to draw near to him. And it is so, so important for us to overcome casual, the casual attitude towards matters of the kingdom of God. I'll be trying to explain that a little bit as we continue. You do know very well that if you work you are employed by a company, a casual attitude is unacceptable. 
All right? Uh, I'm reminded of a departmental store in the U.S., the Walmart, uh, which is, the, I think, the largest departmental store in the United States of America. And they are so particular about what they require their staff to be. And they take their customers very seriously. And it's required that when you go to work at Walmart, you cannot carry a bad attitude. Even if you had one, you leave it outside when you come in. And you can be sent home to get your attitude together and be told not to come to work. Maybe until the next day when you will have sorted out your attitude and you lose that day of work. They expect that a customer who is 10 meters away from you can be able to recognize a smile from you. So you cannot, I mean, even if you have to fake one, I mean, it's, it's actually required that you have a smile. <laughs> okay? And some of you who have traveled, you will find out that. That is when, and in, I also know uh, for people who uh, work for KLM and Kenya Airways, I think there was a similar requirement. That when you walk into, if you are a steward of Kenya Airways, whenever you walk into the, your duty station, you have a smile, you have a welcoming. So you can't go there with a nasty spirit. Yeah, And whenever I think about the nasty spirit, there's something that I will never forget. Uh, when we were starting the church at the tent, uh, and I didn't have any workers, I, I, I used to, there was a rocker bank here where I used to do the, the deposits, and, and uh, there was a certain cashier who had such a nasty spirit that if I was next to go to them, I gave that, that opportunity to somebody else. Because at purpose, this cannot serve me. And you know, sometimes you are waiting for so long. So I want to say it is possible for somebody to have a nasty spirit. And it should not be you. <laughs> Amen? It should not be you. Because the spirit of God is in you. When I say fairway. They usually say it takes a lot of muscles to frown. It takes fewer muscles to smile. And we say, smile, Jesus loves you. Amen? To be fervent is our call. Fervent, favor of favor is necessary to advance the kingdom of God and it is propelled by the spirit-filled Christian. that we, 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 we use this kind of spirit to share the gospel with boldness and power. And Heather Rigoman says, above all else, in emphasis of this scripture, that above all else, guard your heart with all diligence, for therein are the, uh, for it says, the wellspring of life. And she's the one who says that favor is necessary to advance the kingdom of God. 
Now, foundational to understanding Romans 12, 11 is the knowledge that God will never ask you to do something or, or, or you know, or, you know that, you can, that he is not giving you the help to do. So God will never ask you to do something or be something without his help. You are never alone in your spiritual growth. Your job is simply to engage with him and let the, the spirit teach you, lead, and fill you. Now, your heavenly father or our heavenly father is near us. He has a perfect plan to guide us into spiritual growth and favor. And favor. So, in light of that understanding, how can you engage? How can you and I engage with God and allow him to mold and shape us into the person, people of great favor and zeal? Imagine God has made a perpetual covenant of peace. And I'm going to be discussing this. I'll take time to explain this. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you check the book of Numbers, and please bring this passage up, because I want us to look at this passage in Numbers. Numbers. Uh, I wish, uh, I think it's quite clear. Now, can you, can you, can you, can you read that passage? In, let's, let's read it out in concert. What does it say? Phinehas, come on, read it out. You can see it. Phinehas was zealous with my zeal among them, so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore, say, behold, I give him my covenant of peace, and it shall be to him and to his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Because of for God. I want to take a moment to discuss this passage because I want us to understand. I usually say God has no double standards. But if you if you're not enjoying the promises of God, it does not mean God has a double standard. It means that you have not hit the threshold to where you attract that which God has promised. And it's my responsibility to hit that threshold in my walk with God. Phinehas was zealous with my zeal among them. Now, when you say with my zeal among them, whose zeal are you talking about? God's zeal. Yeah. So that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore, say, behold, I give to him, I give to Phinehas what? My covenant of peace. And it shall be to him and his descendants. Yeah. After him, a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous 
for his God. Amen? Do you know God, God keeps promises? That there is something my grandfather did that can affect me. Amen? And it is important for us to understand that we need to be zealous because in our zeal, we are investing for our children and our grandchildren. There are giants my grandchildren will not worry about because I dealt with them and finished them. Hallelujah. There are giants my children will not worry about because I encountered them and tackled them. Amen? There could be other giants that may show up in their generation and because of the, what they enjoy, I like this. That God, that, you know, God says, I give to him my covenant of peace and it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Praise God. That's a good thing. That this everlasting priesthood will move from generation to generations. Hallelujah. And why? Because he was zealous. Praise God. Zealous. Zeal. And zeal is passion. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Praise God. So, if you are going to go to the house of the Lord, it will require zeal. Amen? Do you know that when you have to report to work at 8 in the morning in the office, nobody pushes you to get out of bed because you know the consequence of reporting to work late. Now, coming to church late may not have consequences from me. But there's somebody who is watching because coming to church late is a casual attitude towards spiritual matters. Yeah. And since you know nobody can ask you or stop you, so you can drag your feet in the morning, you can slowly get out of bed, and say, after all, it is church. 
At least I'll be there before the pastor preaches. Now, do you know how important it is for you to be here when the first hymn is done? Because then and then only can you say, I was in charge for the entire service. Because this worship that takes place here is so important to condition your heart and spirit to the receiving of the word of God. So this is not a religious exercise. It is something we do because we would like you to prepare your heart and spirit to receive the word of God. Amen? Can't have a casual attitude when you come to the house of the Lord. No. Because if you do, God will not establish a covenant of peace with you. No. And the problem is that will have a negative effect not only upon you, but upon your children. And that's not good news. So it is possible for you to perpetuate something that will be a liability for your legacy of your journey of faith because of laziness, because of not having passion. Amen. When you are passionate, you go out and do what you need to do. That's what passion is about. That's what zeal is about. Being zealous for the work of the Lord. You see, one of the things that makes me glad is the culture of my desire of time is something I developed a very long time ago. And I try as much as possible to keep time. And it actually pains me a lot when I'm running late. Because there's no excuse for lateness. I remember before coming here, I, we, we used to be at Deliverance Church Umoja. That's where I was before we planted this church. And I used to be in Deliverance Church, Umoja, before 8.30 in the morning. I think the services used to begin at 8.30. And I was living here in Langata. And I had little kids. So you know what that meant. You know, one of the most unfortunate things is people who excuse their lateness because they say we have small children. You see, those small children can be managed. Hallelujah. 
things that I will never forget for this congregation is the kind of passion and zeal that was demonstrated by our former worship team leader who was relocated to serve in Eldoret. I mean, you want to talk about passion? I used to drive here in the morning and find him in the parking lot with those little children. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, passion. And that's a great example of passion. That is the passion we need. Hallelujah. That is the passion we need in all the ministry, ministry team leaders. That's the kind of passion expected in the worship team, in the ushering, in the everywhere. People who are passionate in what they believe God has called them to do. The passion, zeal. Phinehas was zealous with my zeal among them so that he did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. So I didn't, God didn't consume the house of Israel in his zeal. Therefore I say, behold, I give to him a covenant of peace. A covenant of peace. Do you want a covenant of peace with God? Just be zealous for God. Just be zealous. Be zealous. Be excited about ministry and service to God. Be zealous. And God says, and it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Covenant. Let me tell you, God, what God is a covenant keeping God. And he keeps covenants. Amen? Keeps covenants. Let all men be liars, but God be true. Please, don't have a casual attitude. Get rid of a casual attitude in matters kingdom. Why would you consider it more important to have a zeal towards your business or your job and not the business of the kingdom of God? Yeah. Let me ask you this. What has greater returns? Is it business that you do or your job than the returns that come to you and to your children because of your commitment to God? Amen? I'm talking about zeal. 
zeal for God. See, when you become lazy, or when you have a casual attitude, many employers will not be looking for people like that. You know that? No. When you go to an interview for a position, if they have any way of knowing that you have a casual attitude, you think they are going to hire you? Regardless of your credentials, any worker would want a zealous person. Amen? A zealous person puts their best foot forward in what they do. They work as if the company belongs to them. I'm serious. As if the company belongs to them. And the Bible says, if you are faithful with that which is not yours, God will give you your own. Hallelujah. God will give you your own. But if you are unfaithful with that which is somebody else, in fact, you may never have anything yourself. That's why I feel sorry for people who get annoyed and they throw stones to people's cars. Would you like anybody to throw a stone to your car? But, whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. Yeah. Do not be mocked. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. That's what I want to say. Do not be deceived because God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, yes. Some of you have a lot of repentance to do. God is helping you. Because you really tormented your parents. You can only plead with God so that there's no child who will torment you. But God is so gracious. If you repent with sincerity, God will do what? Especially because of your zeal you enjoy the covenant of peace. I don't know if you can remember a scripture I shared here. I think it's in the book of Isaiah that says that God did not give you children for trouble. Anybody remember that? Yeah. A covenant of peace shall be to him and his descendants after him of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous. Oh, is God. I'm calling you to be zealous for God. That's my invitation to you. Have a zeal for God. Have a zeal. 
be lazy. Now, Isaiah 54 verse 10. Can you give us Isaiah 54 10? Isaiah 54 10. That's it. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall never depart from you. Hallelujah. God's kindness shall never depart from you. Nor shall shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Hallelujah. God is the one who gives us a covenant for peace. God gives us a covenant for peace in our minds. Peace in our bodies. Peace all around. Hallelujah. Do you know we take our health for granted. But health comes to us by God's grace. And as if way. It has amazed me whenever I've gone to visit people in hospitals to see the struggle of even getting a parking lot. And I ask myself, you know, does it mean all these people are here to be attended or to visit the sick? Let me tell you, whenever you wake up in the morning and you feel good, don't think it is obvious. It is a blessing from God himself. Hallelujah. Because he has given you a covenant of peace. For the mountains shall depart and the hills will be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from you. Hallelujah. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. By your devotion to God, you will establish a covenant of peace. People will try to create trouble and they will not succeed. Because God will fight your battles. In his quest to establish a covenant of peace. Yes. Hallelujah. People will say, Who Achaneni na yeye. Yule mungu die anamtetea. Hallelujah. We will tell each other, leave that young man alone. Leave that lady alone. That one is sold out to God. If you touch that person, you're in trouble. If you touch that one, you will burn. Because of a covenant of peace. You know, God is a covenant keeping God. 
is not slunk regarding the promises he gives. He's not like man. People can promise you things and they fail to deliver, even with their best of intentions, because they are limited. But our God is not limited. I say our God is not limited. Hallelujah. May you experience today the life of a, uh, a life of a cheerful, expectant person, fueled and set aflame by the loving and leading heart of God. God shares with us, His disciples, an important command in Romans 12:11: "Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord." Do you ever feel slothful in zeal? Zeal is dedication or an enthusiasm for something. If you have zeal, you are willing and you are energized and you are motivated. Zeal is often used in a, in a religious sense, meaning a devotion to God or, or, you know, or, or other religious causes. Paul is talking about feeling sluggish in your relationship with God as a casual attitude. When you feel sluggish in your relationship with God, he is describing a feeling of laziness, a lack of desire. Do you ever feel like your spirit is anything but fervent? The word fervent here is better translated as boiling over. What do people feel when they spend some time around you? Do you have positive energy? You know, there are people, if you ever spend any time with them, they're going to drain even that which you have. Those are friends to avoid. I like friends when I spend any moment of time with them, they leave me energized. Because of their passion. Hallelujah. Passion. One of the most unfortunate situations in life is for you to always be emanating negative energy. In whatever you do, in whatever you say. Negative energy. You are, it's like you operate, you know, with a gift of discouraging people. You only tell people of what they can't do. Huh. Tell them here yeah, with a candy. That was not what was in David when he faced Goliath. No. When David faced Goliath, he had boiling passion. Hallelujah. That's what he had. Amen. It was not a walk in the park. Goriath was a real enemy. And an enemy who was so armed 
was very tall, but he could not intimidate David. I like that which was in David, and that should be a desire. David looked at that man and saw him as an offense to the kingdom of God. And he was able to say with determination, yeah, describing for Goliath, for he was an uncircumcised Philistine. Yeah, that's what he did. And he told him, you have defiled the armies of the living God. This day, hallelujah, not tomorrow, but this day, your flesh will be meat to the, to, the, to the vultures or the birds of the air that all the world may know there is a God in Israel. That was the testimony of a passionate young man who could not be intimidated by a giant. And this giant tried actually to disdain him and call him names. He tried. Tried to despise him for the manner in which he was coming to him. Hallelujah. But because of his passion for God and his zeal, God fought his battles. I can tell you this. If you are going to be zealous for God, God will fight your battles. If you're going to be zealous to fulfill the purpose of God in your life, God will fight your battles. Hallelujah. You will just need to hold your peace. and God will fight your battles. Yes. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a frame. Be alert. Servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. It's one of the transitions. Boiling over. Hallelujah. Be a hope giver. Be an encourager. Always learn to encourage people. Tell them what they can do. Don't be somebody who discourages other people. Don't discourage your children. Encourage them. Tell them they can do it. Hallelujah. Tell them they can do what? Can do it. Well, I, I, I just, just hope you're catching where I'm going with this. Wanna see You know, these truths are, are tough, but they are nevertheless important to hear. Yeah. You know, there are people who are so sluggish in the morning on Sunday. In fact, there are people who leave their kids home because they are unable to prepare on time. And you don't want to be late yourself, so you leave them behind. 
Is that a good option? Is that a good option, Lily? Oh, no. It's not a good option. Do you feel like your spirit is more like stagnant? I want to ask the worship team to begin coming to occupy the, uh, the stage in readiness of lighting up this service. Let's look to, today at how we, as followers of God, can style up our affections for the Lord. Let's make space for God to put fire at any area of our spiritual life feels, that feels stagnant, it might boil over in him. Psalm 19, verse 7 and 8. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Scripture makes clear that to be zealous and fervent in your service to God, you must spend time allowing his word to inflame your spiritual fire. Spending time reading about the depth of God's love for his people, the reins he will go for you as his child, and the example of lives empowered by the Spirit will assuredly fill you with passion and zeal. When you spend the time with God's word, you are not only reading incredible stories, but hearing the voice of your living and active Henry Father. Spend time with the word. Allow the voice of God to direct your soul to find its rest and passion in him. When you spend time with God, you will naturally be filled with a desire and a passion to serve him. Spending time with God. Yes. Spending time with God. What values govern your life? Parents don't hesitate to help your children develop good values to govern their lives. Because good values will always pay back. They will always pay back. Values that help your children say, for me, I'll guard my heart with all diligence. Therein are the issues of life. Or sharing that value with the teens. The last conversation I had with them on Friday. Values. If you have good values, you will not, you will not go into the social media with pornography. You will not watch a movie that will start up your passions that don't need to be awakened because it's not necessary. In any case, that's not what God desires. That you can be watching some crazy, seductive movies. And all this is about Values. Values of being diligent. The discipline of getting things done. 
becoming productive in society, not becoming a liability to government. Because you can't pay any tax. Because you live below the poverty line. I mean, rather, you live below the poverty line, so you can't pay any tax. So if you're an adult, amen? And if you're working, you're not paying any tax, what are you to the government? Come on, let's say what it is. Your ability. The only people who should be liability to the government are the, are the school-going children. Because they have not reached the age of responsibility. And I hope they get there. Amen? Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. If you forget anything that I say, don't forget. You can enjoy a covenant of peace that becomes perpetual, becomes a blessing not only for you but to your children. A covenant of peace. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine Oh, what a fortress Of glory divine Heirs of salvation Patches of God Born of His Spirit Washed this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. This is my story. This is my song. Before we continue to conclude that song, maybe you're there watching this program from wherever you are. You're saying, Pastor, I need prayer. I am lethargic. I am casual in matters kingdom of God. And I'm dealing with consequences that I need to conquer. I want you to pray for me so that my zeal will be awakened for matters of the kingdom of God. We are there and saying the only reason I'm late in church is because I'm, I'm lazy. I'm, I'm one of those persons who struggle in the morning to get ready. And saying, God, I need your help. You're there and you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not even born again. I'm facing a very uncertain future because of certain things I've done that I've chosen that are destroying me, but I want salvation. If 
So you are in any of those categories, I want you to make this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, this day I humbly come before you. Save me. Clean, cleanse me and I'll be clean. Re-energize me for service to your kingdom. Deliver me from the spirit of sloth. Make me a responsible Christian and a responsible citizen of my country. Help me, dear Father, to be an encourager, to add value to people. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord.